0: Five Drive, catch up. Wadamaya, Ghanaian's greatest YouTuber, a digital influencer, and my favorite part of your story, a whole aeronautical engineer. My goodness, welcome to Five Drive. Thank you so much, Bibi. I I think your
1: energy level is so high, and I think the the radio station needs to double up your pay, because I love (laughs) such energy
0: bosses to hear everything you've
1: just said <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't get this energy every day so when you get a host who have this energy you know you need to inspire them you need to encourage them to do more so yeah i think if they don't do that i'll do that for you don't worry.
0: Listen, your story alone just encourages me because I always find it so fascinating when I speak to, you know, YouTubers who are absolutely killing it in the game. But one thing about you in particular is that you are a a whole aeronautical engineer. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. (laughs) You were working as an aeronautical engineer in China when you started creating videos. So how does one make the shift from being an aeronautical engineer to going into full-time content creation?
1: I want to say this, like, personally, talking is my hobby, right? I talk a lot. I can talk the whole day without getting tired. (laughs) I mean, engineering, I became an engineer because of my dad, because, you know, my dad wanted a doctor, an engineer, and, you know, all those um, career parts. He just wanted that in the family. Then when I went to China, I found out that, hey, I think, I need to be making money while talking to people, or I need to be making money whilst talking. Then I started doing research, how can I be paid for talking? That's when YouTube came in. I was still doing, I was still studying in school to become an aeronautical engineer. And I also found out that, hey, I mean, talking, you can get paid. And even that pay that you're gonna get from being a talkative, it's more than being an engineer. And I was like, you know what? I need to pursue this part. That's when I decided to do a lot of research, meeting new people, asking them questions on how to become a digital marketer. I started it, and my dad was like, Hey, you know what? I took you to school to become an engineer, not a YouTuber. And the dream shut down at that moment. And I had wow. to talk to my dad again. You know what? Yeah, I, w- I really want to be an engineer, but listen, can I follow this passion of being a talkative? Um, he said, you know what? That's okay, but you need to do one thing.
0: Mm. If
1: you speak Chinese, use the Chinese that you speak to educate people about Africa. And that was the birth of the guy you've seen right here. It changed my life drastically. And um, being an engineer in China, I I was getting paid quite good, but I don't think um, being a digital influencer, (laughs) I can match that payment to this one. So yeah, I had to choose one and drop one.
0: So I chose digital marketing and here we are today. And shout out to your dad because people love your content. You're sitting on over a million subscribers on YouTube. I mean, one of your videos of your experiences as an African in China hit over 4 million views and just the totality of your views is insane. So, you know, moving from... Telling stories about what it's like to be an African living in China, to actually deciding to shine the spotlight on Africa and you know the real good stories about our continent. What did you want to achieve with this content? And you know, um, do you feel like you've been able to do that so far? I
1: think uh, I would say I've been able to do that so far, but I think uh, we're getting there. The impact is huge on the continent because of what I do. But I just want to let you know that I was actually educating Chinese people in China, right? And at the end of the day, I was also um, trying to bridge the gap between Africans and uh, Chinese people. But one thing that I noticed was that Africans were coming to China and anytime they come to China, they just let me know that, hey, it's because of you, that's why I'm studying in China. It's because of you, that's why I came to China for business. It's because of you, that's why I'm marrying a Chinese woman. And I'm like, wait a minute. If China is just, I mean, making it out of what I'm doing on the internet, not take it to the continent because china is not my country and that is when the transition came in so i sat down design a project called Africa to the World, changing the negative narrative about Africa. First of all, I mean, living in China as a black man, I went through racism, I experienced racism in China. And some of the racism that I experienced in China actually inspired me to go on a journey that I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. What am I saying? I mean, you'll meet a Chinese people and they'll be like, oh, you're from Africa, which means you're poor. I mean, you're from Africa, why are you wearing shoes? I mean, I thought Africans don't wear shoes. I mean, you're from Africa, Why are you having a big stomach? I thought Africans are hungry. Wow. So because of all those things, I decided to go on the internet, get videos to support that. Hey, Africans are not poor. Like the way you guys seems to, uh, I mean, preach all the time here in China. I couldn't find any video. I mean, the videos that I saw on the internet were people putting different cities in Africa, putting pictures together just to, I mean, ensure that this is the beautiful Africa that you don't see on TV. So based on that, I said, you know what? If no one is doing it, I am going to Africa to change that negative narrative. And that is when I found myself in five countries in Africa. And those five countries in Africa, listen, when I was coming to Africa, I had 100,000 people following me. But after traveling in five countries in Africa, I gained extra 50,000 in one month. That's when I realized that, you know what? The main concept was to educate Chinese. I was just mad the way Chinese people see me, right? So I was just coming here just to educate Chinese people about Africa. Then I found out that even Africans don't even know that their continent is this beautiful. To the extent that I was in uh, Ethiopia and people couldn't believe that that's an African country. I was in Rwanda and... Africans couldn't believe that an African country is this super clean. So a lot of Africans were curious and that is when I realized that, you know what, I need to limit myself trying to show Africa to the world, but rather show Africa to Africans. And believe me or not, is the best thing I've ever done. I've seen Africans traveling in Africa because of my videos. I've seen Africans investing in Africa because of my videos. I've seen Africans buying um, houses in different African countries because of my videos. I think uh, recently I was in Zimbabwe when I met a young man who said he moved from the UK to Zimbabwe to become a farmer just because of a video that he saw from me. Oh, wow. So I would say that the narrative, I mean, are we changing, are we changing anything? Are we making impact? It's huge. but. I always don't like taking credit. I always want to, I don't want to be too excited because I have a long way to go.
0: Yeah. And I want to speak about those 100,000 subscribers who were there, you know, for the African living in China content before you started, you know, trying to change the narrative on African um, content. And I speak as a YouTuber, (laughs) like an avid, like I'm subscribed to a lot of channels and it's very difficult when your favorite YouTubers shift the sort of content that they make. You go, oh, dude, I was here for this. <laughs> what?
1: That's the hardest part, you know? Uh that's the hardest part. I, I remember when I moved to Africa, uh, people that want to see more of Chinese content from me were mad. They were like, dude, when are you going back to China? We don't want to, we are tired of seeing African content. Then I go back to I go back to China and then the fifty thousand people that joined the hundred thousand were like, hey this is not why we subscribe because for me when i came back to africa i didn't come to stay i just came just to do my thing change the narrative about africa to chinese people and go back to work right Mm -hmm. And when i went to china now africans that subscribe to the channel or people across the globe that subscribe to the channel just to see more of africa were mad that hey this is not why we subscribe When are you going back to africa every day when i wake up i will get like almost tens of messages people are telling me that hey are you going back to africa or not and I was more like in the middle. What do I do, China or Africa? I was like, you know what? It's time to go home, and it's time to let the world know that Africa is beautiful. I lost a lot of people, but let me tell you this. When I started making videos in Africa, there was a gap. There was a gap. There was no one who was showing the beauty of Africa from one country to another. So gaining of subscribers was huge to the extent that you don't see the people that were living, or you don't see the number of people that were. So I would say that if thousand people um, unsubscribe, the same day I'll get 2000 people subscribing to my channel. So if you were to be me, what will you do? You have to stick to what works,
0: right? Exactly, exactly. And in your quest to tell, you know, the beautiful side of Africa and show that to not just Africans, but the world as well. What are some challenges you've faced as a content creator?
1: Oh, maybe Um, being an African, traveling in Africa, I would say that's the toughest thing to do. I've been arrested in an African country. Wow. I've been deported from an African country. I've been denied entry to an African country there's a lot to understand that sometimes when you arrive at the immigration border, they want to waste your time for like an hour asking you so many questions that where did you get the money to travel? Mm. Uh, it, it, it's just sad to understand that sometimes when you're trying to even promote Africa to Africans, Africans start attacking you that there's nothing positive about our country. What are you trying to do? Have you been paid to do what you're doing? Which makes me sad, like, hey, yeah, I mean, the continent of Africa has suffered, but can we see our continent in a positive way for once? I mean, listen, no one will tell our stories for us. It's only an African that can tell the real story of Africa. But the challenges that we go through, I think um, I'll I'll give you examples based on the countries that I've been I think um, there was this country, the first country that uh, deported me was Uganda. They said, ah, why is an African traveling in Africa and at the same time shooting cities, not animals? Wow! Like, you are not going. Yep, you are not going to um touristic places, but you are in the city, walking in the city, telling people that it's beautiful. And I was deported the because they said, okay, probably this guy is a spy, came to spy on the president. That was my first deportation. It, it was it was terrible, like very terrible. And he, knowing that that was my country number four, I think that was scary. Mm-hmm. my country number one which was when i went to kenya when i was arrested just for holding a camera i was holding a camera and they were like you're not supposed to stand here and shoot a video i didn't know i was arrested put in a car driving me around i don't know where i was going I, my family members don't even know that i've been arrested oh my goodness. It, it's, it's scary i think i was going to mozambique when i got to the border and they said that uh, um ghana passport needs to get a visa from ghana before they get here and I'm like, no, it's even visa-free for Ghanaians, right? It's visa on arrival. So as soon as I get here, the, the guy is like, I will never give you the visa, whether you like it or not. And um, then another immigration officer came and said, oh, I think uh, our uh, head of department have a problem with West Africans. So whatever, whether you like it or not, he's never going to get you the visa. So there's another border post, which is two hours drive. And let me tell you, as I'm speaking, it was six o'clock in the evening. And you yeah. have to be in an. Another car, which you have to sit the track of a car just to go to another border. Two hours, cold, you know, Southern Africa. It's Mm. extremely cold, not not so far from Western Africa. So, (laughs) you know, challenges are just many. But to me, I've already decided to put Africa on the map and nothing is going to stop this moment. I've been to 25 countries. I don't want to travel with protocols, even though... There's so many people that have reached out to me that hey want to get you diplomatic passport to go here and there, but I want to travel like an ordinary African so that my stories will be authentic. I don't know if you watch my, you ever see my videos? I keep on shouting saying I'm the one and only annoying village boy from Ghana. <laughs> I know I'm annoying. I, you say that, I know it myself. So don't even try to tell me that I'm annoying because I know it. And staying authentic, I think has made people love me for who I am. And um,
0: yeah, we keep on growing despite the challenges. And you know what, you just mentioned uh, that in some countries people are like, You're a spy. Why are you being so overly positive about our country? This literally just right. happened to you two weeks ago when you left Zim, yep. where you were yeah, trending with yeah. the minute you left Zim yep. because people in Zim were unhappy with how overly positive you were in the portrayal of the country. <laughs> Can you? When you looked at how much you were trending and, you know, um, because from what I understand, uh, the Zimb- uh, people from Zimbabwe were saying, no, it's all cool to be positive, but it's taking away from the struggles that are happening in the country. What was your reaction to everything that was going on? <laughs> Listen,
1: I, I, I was in my room and I, I couldn't stop laughing. Like what's going on? You know, le- le- let me, let me say this. Um, Zimbabwe is a country that is polarized with politics and I didn't know. So I found myself in a situation that I couldn't even explain to people what's going on. So when I found myself trending and, believe me or not, the things that people were saying, they didn't know anything about what they were saying. I think somebody made a post that this guy was paid and everybody jumped on it and I was bashed. But I love this part of the job because for me, it's showbiz, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it because I, I, I mean, listen, when I started my channel, yeah, I used to be dragged in classroom just because of a video that I made. Yeah, So I even mean, people drag you in person, they laugh at you in person. I mean, they say so many mean words to you in person. So when it comes to the internet, I'm like, dude, I've seen worse than this. This was in my face. So whatever that was happening in Zimbabwe, it was funny because I know that even in Zimbabwe, I spent so much money just to say positive stuff about, it, about, about the country. So whatever people were saying, I, I felt like is their own cup of tea. You can say whatever you want to say, but also I think I, I, I gained traction from that. To the extent that people who didn't know me came to check out, who am I, and they fell in love. But I think Zimbabweans needs to be needs to try and be positive about their country. It's not always negative about a certain country. I mean, I am not. I know that Zimbabwe is not perfect, but believe me or not, what I saw in Zimbabwe to have land and say that this land belongs to me. I'm not trying to um, give a shot to South Africans. I know know a lot of South Africans watching me right now, but I was in South Africa and (laughs) I couldn't even see South Africans saying that I own a hundred acres of land. I own a thousand hectares of land. I I couldn't, I couldn't. I I met a guy who said, I even have to buy my farm from a white guy. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's the power of, I mean, what Mugabe did for them, but I think they won't appreciate until they travel to other African countries to see the struggle. See, my country is struggling. We have the worst currency, worst performing currency in the world right now. But when it comes to me, I still talk positive about my country. And the government is not paying me to do that, but I feel like it's time for Africans to be positive about their continent so that it will attract investment, it will attract tourists. And when we attract tourists and investment, it boosts the economy of the country. That's it.
0: That is absolutely it. And in all your interactions and all your trends and, you know, all the shade that people throw at what you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love Zimbabwe. I, and I can't wait to go back and say that, ah, the paid propagandist is back again.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, that. I, love, I love it. I love it. I just, it's just like not the right time to go to Zimbabwe Because of politics, the opposition and the Zanu PF. So yeah, this is how it is, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I'll be
0: and what would you say your biggest lesson has been as you travel throughout Africa? Like a lesson you were not expecting to learn personally, but has, you know, ended up shaping you so much.
1: Networking. Um, when I started traveling in Africa, I didn't know anybody. But when I started traveling from one country to another, I've been able to build a network that I don't think I will ever be poor in this whole life. Because don't forget that network is your net worth. So the more people that you know, the more money you'll have. And this is something that I never knew because I always wanted to be alone. I'm an introvert. Like I just wanted to be alone all the time. So this is what traveling has taught me and one thing that traveling has taught me is uh, being open-minded, to be able to embrace people from all sort of life, being uh, culture, religion, whatever that becomes your way. You just need to be open-minded to accept the people for who they are. And that alone is something that you won't get it anywhere. And uh, I'll say that traveling has also changed my life. Traveling has changed the way I see things. And I always want to encourage more people. If you get the chance, if you have that, you don't need so much money to travel. You you don't need so much money to travel. When you get the chance, even if you have to go and spend a week in a particular country, go for it. And what the pastors have been saying that your life will never be the same. No, it's not what the Bible is saying. It's actually what traveling does to you. When you travel, your life definitely will not be the same.
0: And, you know, Word, Word, with all the incredible work you're doing, shining the light on Africa, what would you say the top three misconceptions Africans have about other Africans?
1: <laughs> wow. That's, that's, you know, nobody has ever asked me this question, but the <laughs> misconception that Africans have about Africa is that Africans don't believe that it's possible to make it in Africa. Mm. Africans don't believe that there is anything good that Africa can offer Africans. And I don't blame them. I blame colonization that made us believe this way. Even myself, I, 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 I taught the same thing until I started traveling in the continent. And finally, huh, this one is tough. <laughs> Africans don't see Africa as a place to explore. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, you are. Don't, don't, don't see Africa as the place to explore. An African can be living in Johannesburg, make money. Why not just go to Cape Town, Deban, to have fun? But they would rather go to Dubai or Paris and go and take photos and think that they've made it in life. But whatever you're going to look for in Paris or whatever you're going to um, look for in, in Dubai can be found in Cape Town. You know, you don't even have to go far away. I'm not saying even travel to another African country, but within our own country. Have we tried to explore our own countries to, I mean, discover the hidden games that our countries need to offer us? Um, I think I saw, I went to Namibia and I went to... um. I don't know if you've ever been there and I was like oh my goodness why would Africa go to Dubai instead of Namibia and I did that video I posted the video two weeks later I had a call from the Namibian high commissioner to Ghana, He said come to my office I went there and he said what did you do? I'm like what have I done? He's like our embassy has been full for the past two weeks. <laughs> Our embassy has been full. for the past two weeks. And whenever they come in here, they show us your video. They said, you know, are you sure this is Africa? Is this guy not lying to us that this is Namibia? Instead of telling us that we should stop going to Dubai. and like, oh, this is Swakop. So it's been two weeks. Ghanaians are rushing to the, to the embassy for visas to go to Namibia. So this is what we need to do as Africans, explore our own continent. And when you explore your own continent, the money stays in Africa, the money builds the economy of Africa, and everybody will be the beneficiary. We should stop making other races rich whilst we are not making ourselves rich. We need to change that inferior mentality. Thank you.
0: And you are changing mentalities all across the continent and all across the world. Meyer, honestly, one of the greatest YouTubers we have, not just on the continent, but in the world, representing Ghana, telling the African story, an incredible digital influencer. And you know, a part-time aeronautical engineer, because that's how cool you are.
1: <laughs> I'm, not a
0: part-time. I'm a I'm a, I'm a four-time
1: I'm a full-time YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know like they normally say that uh youtubers are still drop out. you know that that's that's what oh people that did not pass the exams those are the people that they say hey guys welcome to my channel i had first class man i i had first class started working and i felt like you know what i need to do this i did my research and i realized that it's worth it i'm gonna tell anybody out here you can be a millionaire for being a content creator if you don't know how it works I would love to teach you guys, but it's just that Bibi will not allow me. But yeah, this is what? how it is. <laughs> you know, Bibi is saying that you need to pay for that. So I, I'm not going to teach you guys. But I'm just telling you, like you can become a millionaire for just having a camera and telling a story. I think Bibi should be a perfect example. I don't know if Bibi is taking advantage of the talent that she has because she's bubbly. I, I don't, I've never met her before, but... I think she's bubbly. She has an awesome personality. I see myself in Bibi in terms of how she tells her story. I mean, the way she's even interviewed me. And someone like Bibi can be one of the best content creators out of the continent, but maybe Bibi doesn't know. But before Bibi knows that, I think Bibi needs to, I mean, pay a fine for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what the worst part about what you're saying is? Is my friends have been saying, when are you getting on YouTube? I'm like, I'm enjoying watching videos so much. They're like, no, make videos. So please do not expose me, up. Do not expose me.
1: <laughs> Trust me. You, you have a perfect personality for YouTube, if you don't know what I'm telling you. Because on YouTube, people love people who are real. You know, They, they love authenticity. They love people who can communicate. They love people who can... Make them feel like they are one of them. I, I don't know. That's why I, I think that's my sisters on YouTube. And I, I see that from you. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that's the conversation for another day.
0: And listen, we are eternally grateful for the way you have authentically told the African story. So, Woda Maya, a Carneian YouTuber, absolutely killing it in the game. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Africa Update.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate you all.